Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined, as always, by Mike Munzneider and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite. This week is our last episode of the year, nay, last episode of the decade. So we thought it'd be a good time to make our predictions for what to expect in the coming decade of skateboarding. Mike, you've written many year-end predictions in the past. Want to kick things off with your first prediction? Yes, I do. Um, I think I'm going to really just try to, you know, pinpoint the state of skateboarding, things to come uh, in terms of fashion cycles. I think the Piss Drunks revival is going to come back hard and it's going to surpass the first time in kind of terms of ridiculousness and widespreadness and just like people one-upping each other on the internet with their little pants and chunky shoes and like puffy pirate shirts and hat feathers and god there's gonna be twisty mustaches um yeah i think reynolds is off of america like four or five years too early um they could have really ridden that wave when it comes crashing to shore as i predict it will not quite sure what it means for tricks if it's gonna be like yeah i don't i don't know how how like the throwback jim greco hammer fits in because like i don't know it's a very progressive time in skating, and everything's gnarly. But, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, what do you guys think of that one? Seems plausible, right? Certainly very plausible. Seems like you're going off the 20-year cycle thing, like nostalgia works in 20-year cycles. Yeah, I, I definitely, just in terms of, like, I don't know, the, the Philly Love Park kind of revival wearing right, stuff right. that, yeah, I very much wore exactly 20 years ago in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean... What was like? Is falling gonna come back? Is fall with those like uh, Chris Cole shoes that were like uh, made out of Kevlar or something? Yeah, I think yeah, that, was weird, is, that was a weird. That was a weird time. In in uh, some shape or form with a like Argentinian uh, warehouse or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I could definitely see uh, crazy puffy shoes. You know, like you kind of see the like Yeezys are kind of like crazy, and I could see things getting crazier there and skateboarding instead of leading with fashion will be taking from fashion and uh, putting their spin on it and tight pants maybe maybe tights you know it'll be like uh, a take on the nija compression tights but make it a little more uh fashion forward pair it with the chunky shoes yeah i can definitely see compression tights being a thing i mean they're also good for deep winter skating just run them under your jeans or whatever speaking of like jeans compression tights i did just get an ig ad for like the best jeans you didn't know that you needed and they were like the jeggings that chicks were wearing for a while they're just like stretch pants and i think to help you know the uh, skin tight pants come back i mean we're talking 20 years of advancement in leg covering technology so like i think yeah i think that that, that really plays into my prediction that it's going to come back harder more ridiculous you know, it's just going to be bigger in terms of the pants being smaller. Yeah, that that little pants trend was weird because, like, people would rip their pants, like, on a daily basis. They're like, oh, damn, dude, fucking rip my pants. All right, so uh, puffy shoes, super tight pants. That's what Mike sees in his crystal ball. Jason, like what do you what do you see? 2024 market. Okay. Okay, well, we're talking about the decade, right? Yep. The whole decade of the 2020s. All right. <laughs> First of all. Uh, the U.S. does not medal in the Olympics until 2028. Next year, uh, it's going to be something like Japan, Brazil, and then one Scandinavian country or some or some shit, maybe Sweden. But predict that they're not going to medal until 
2028. Do you think that's due to a Nija uh, doping scandal? Could be. One of my other predictions, at least a skater gets busted for PEDs at the Olympic Village or leading up to the Olympics in either 2020, 2024, or 2028. Highly likely, I'd say. Extremely likely. Safe bet. I'm trying to think of like how does how how does the U.S. skateboarding react to such failures, capital F failures? You know, do they do they by by 2028? Is it like the skateboard dream team, like Eric Costin Jr., um, Stella, Stella Reynolds, uh, Stella Reynolds? Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, are we gonna are we gonna like get no, skateboard academies going? You tell me. Well, not like when they. Don't medal next year, then they're gonna go all out. All right, they're gonna be like, all right, we got to get the dream team together. So they get like whoever's gonna be a top pro in twenty twenty eight. I don't know, Cater maybe, like, mm-hmm. like uh, no, Simon Banner or whatever. So yeah, they get the skate dream team together in twenty twenty four. Fucking blow everyone out out of the water. USA number one. I can see it. All right, Templeton, I think it's your turn. Uh, for me, I can see global warming uh, and a change in weather patterns making California unlivable by 2029. And this is going to force the industry to migrate inland, making the Midwest the new epicenter of American skateboarding. Oh, my gosh. So, Mike, you're, like, well-positioned to be on the leading edge of skateboarding in 2030. You should, you know, buy up some warehouse space now Uh to house the next uh, group of upcoming brands. You can have a skate park in there. Yeah, if I was a real estate speculator in the Midwest, I'd be buying up land and warehouse space. Uh, Wait, so so this is like, you think Deluxe is going to relocate operations to Indiana or some shit? I think they'll have to. Sea level rise will make San Francisco unlivable, except for, you know, boat access to the highest uh, high rises. Uh, you know, hill bombing will be a thing of the past in San Francisco. So I think the Midwest is, uh, yeah, strongly positioned to be the new leader in American skateboarding. It's already got rad spots and uh, lots of people and infrastructure. But with the global warming and new weather patterns, it's going to be uh, an incredible paradise. So the height relocates to the Midwest with thrashers, Idaho or something? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I've made some thrasher predictions uh, that we can get into later. But uh, yeah, if thrashers still around and still uh, self-proclaimed Bible of skateboarding, then yeah, they'll have to be making moves inland. So I'm just going to piggyback on this and say, well, you know, it's pretty tight that everything's going to move into the Midwest. Midwest is best, as we all know. I do see kind of like a resurgence of um, kind of like a reclamation of the cities that are inundated. And uh I think we're going to see some, like, Will Smith, I Am Legend, like, street skaters taking back these cities after they're abandoned. And so it actually does mean some sick street skating possibilities after the flood. I'm just trying to look on the bright side here because I also, like, 20 years out, this is this is into the next decade, I've been predicting that street skating will be dead. But uh, that's not for this show, I guess. <laughs> if we're going to yeah, stay but- with the format chosen... Yes, especially in New York, when uh, I guess the first place to get flooded will be downtown, like Wall Street and all that shit, which is where all the ledges are. So, who knows? Is Blubba, is that, Black Hubba, is that far enough down? Yeah, it's down. Okay. Damn, courthouse too, then. Yeah. 
Yeah, you could do the courthouse drop, and then instead of dropping it down to the street, you just splash into the water. Splash down. Splash down into the Hudson. Could be East River. It's kind of murky at that point, man. Yeah, whatever the yeah, just need a <laughs> confluence of both. I don't know my New York geography that well. All right, Jason, what else are you predicting for the twenty twenties? All right, someone will finally switch three sixty flip a table off flat. Ooh, sometime in the next decade. It's pretty much the only. I think it's the only flat ground trick that has yet to be done over a table, except for like switch hard flip, which would be stupid. But yeah, someone's gonna do it. I'm, I'm like picturing the regular 360 flip over the table off flat, but I can't remember who did that. So it was uh, Jordan Trahan. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Who, by the way, doesn't get enough being the first person. He's only getting two thirds. At least on this show, he's only getting two thirds of the credit he should be. <laughs> True. So, so who's our? Uh, I mean, of the people that we know, obviously there are unknown rippers out there. Who, who do we think uh, might be able to pull off the switch 360 flip over a table off flat? Mm. Obvious first choice is Tiago. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He's Swiss 360 flip over uh, the ledge at Macba. So yeah, he's got the power to uh, give it a shot. I think. I mean, he has to. Yeah, it could be Tyshawn. I mean, Tyshawn. Yeah, yeah. I I don't see Tyshawn as like a Switch 360 flipper, but the dude is talented and driven and uh, always progressing. That's- that's kind of his thing too, you know. That like aesthetically type of tricks he does that that fits well. Right. Oh uh, yeah, he could do. Only getting. I'd throw a. He's got the switch backside 360 ollie, so I'd put Carlos Ibiero out there because I could just see him like rolling up like deceivingly slow, kind of at an angle, and just yeah, that dude's crazy. Yeah, I, I could see yeah some somebody from the primitive camp being uh in contention. What if it's a kid in super tight jeans and big clunky shoes and just blasts it? Just whips the shit out of it. I like it. Just combining multiple predictions. The future isn't written. Is that what Sarah Connor said? I don't remember. Was it Tony Hawk or did she make that up? <laughs> Terminator 2. I'm trying to trying to remember. I don't remember, though. We'll do some research and uh, link to the scene in the show notes. If that scene exists on YouTube. No, I, I own it on iTunes. So I can just look because it's like one of my favorite movies. So I'm, I'll check it out later. All right. Yeah. You can report back. Yeah. Report back. Yeah. <laughs> um, who are we on? Jason? Or is it your turn to predict? Uh, no. I just... Oh, shit. Uh, so that means it's my turn. Yeah. Um, I kind of referenced this earlier. Uh, I think that Thrasher is going to be sold. You know, there's just a lot of value there. I think the Fidelos are going to kind of get tired and be like hey we built this thing let's cash out more power to them i think it's a smart thing to do but with the sale of thrasher there's going to be um yeah kind of a loss of um the brand loyalty so i think that's going to open the door for some new mag to come in and <clears throat> or maybe not just one new mag maybe a bunch of mags will come in and kind of breathe new life in escape media which I think would be pretty rad. Print? You know, I, I didn't really think about this, but I, I don't think that print magazines are going to exist. Uh, <laughs> in this economy? <laughs> you know, Dude, I, the economy is booming. <laughs> now, oh, now it is, not for long. Yeah. Based on people uh, whom I trust and that kind of thing. Yeah, they've been saying the recession's coming for a while. See, I'll just go, uh, 
you know, counter, not count, not counterfactual, but I'll disregard the facts for a little bit. I could, I could actually see should for some reason, a magazine remaining viable. I think that, you know, if for some reason people turned away from the Thrasher Bible, like, I think that really would open things up just in terms of like the vertical or horizontal kind of like content chain that Thrasher is now. Like if that opened up, I think, I think it would make another print competitor viable. In this economy? (laughs) (laughs) Another print So like would like Condé Nast buy Thrasher or something like in like everyone uh, that built. I would think it would be (laughs) some kind of a venture capital or um, what, what's the other not venture capital? Like uh, hedge fund. Yeah. Like a private equity firm Uh would buy Thrasher and they'd be like, Oh, we can introduce these efficiencies and, you know, make more money and we'll do a leverage buyout and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, they'll buy Thrasher, they'll fire all, you know, Burnett and everybody else and Damn. install uh, some new cheap labor from the emerging Chinese skate scene. Uh, and <laughs> Thrasher will be a shell of its former self and that'll open some, the door for some other brands and models will stop wearing Thrasher t-shirts. I want to say that one of the hedge funders is going to catch wind of the fact that Daniel Haney used to shoot photos of himself skating and uh, <laughs> they're, they're going to force that onto the on-page talent. <laughs> I think I think that's oh, yeah, very well, possible. You, you know, well, you get then, uh, Oh yeah. So Yeah, they already have drones that will like follow you. Oh yeah. So personal drone photographer um yeah, makes perfect sense. No. But I mean, yeah, by the way, I uh, I like the finance direction we're going with the podcast this week. It's pretty tight. <laughs> Mostly skateboarding podcast for all your uh, finance <laughs> and skateboarding takes. Speculation, yeah. <laughs> really going long view here. Yeah, hit us with your um, life savings. We'll, uh, we'll take care of you. <laughs> Maybe we could get Mikey Taylor as a guest. <laughs> it's never been easier right now to make never money, guys. It's never easier to make money, baby. Talk like hedge funds, like real estate, speculation, all that shit. Let me take. Yeah, so thra- Thrasher's future looking uh, not so bright in the 2020s. Yeah, I can definitely see some uh, like tech guy slash hedge fund guy coming in and like making them an offer that they couldn't refuse so definitely seems plausible to me yeah mike what do you got i think i want to kind of crowdsource this to my fellow podcast mates because i couldn't really come up with an answer but uh i think like the instagram only trick fad of like the crazy kind of feet on the ground no comply what did i see the dude do the other day on the explore page like cab cab kick flip to land with one foot on the board, one foot on the ground, like half cab, no comply, big spin. So if that is like the current Instagram only fad, like it doesn't creep into like mainstream skateboarding, what is, I query you guys, so we can workshop it out, what in 2025 is going to be like the Instagram only trick fad? And who knows if Instagram is going to be our platform of choice, but, you know, the uh, niche do-it-yourself delivery of skateboard content the means of delivery like wherever we're watching skating what what's going to be that trick trend where it's like taking the thing over and yet it's never going to make it into the mainstream hmm i don't know i mean i i think the tricks that you're describing now are kind of it almost feels like a a reaction to our short attention spans so it's like Uh. 
this is me doing a line all at once. So if our attention spans are getting even shorter, will the tricks get even shorter? You know, the grinds will be shorter. They'll just be bonks. Or maybe the clips won't even be the full clip. It's just a just a teaser of like a trick with no pop and no make, just the middle of the trick, just as like a putting a stake in the ground that you did it. And wow. Getting credit for it. Mike, so the thing you were describing before is that thing where like you fling your board and goes like six feet away then you jump back on it in a way that you could never ever ever duplicate is that what you're talking about because that just sucks it's i like i definitely agree with you on that front but it's more of that kind of like i'm gonna like front side tail slide like shove it out but then i'm gonna land with one foot on the tail one foot on the ground and then shove it again no comply shove it Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I actually like my mind was expanded by Templeton's uh, theoretical basis for the trend itself, and then like where it's going next. So I'm kind of I'm kind of speechless. Um, there also could be a you know a counter a counterbalancing or a, a correction where things will get longer. Maybe people will start skating slower or doing longer and longer grinds. You know, as a as a reaction to the short attention spans or maybe people will just describe they'll just write out their tricks and describe them <laughs> as a document like not like not actually right it's all just theoretical wow that's like a thread on slap yeah but yeah i don't know maybe like people will uh react and start you know jumping on ledges again on instagram and doing like really solid slides like mad far like temple said. But who knows? People will probably do whatever shit that will likes or whatever the version of likes is on the next platform, whatever that is. Starbucks. But Starbucks. <laughs> I was trying to go intergalactic and money related, but I guess Starbucks is already a thing. Maybe you could <laughs> respell it. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Future will tell. I think, uh, Jason, you're up. All right. Next prediction. Let's see what I got here. Oh, yeah. People are uh, my next for, for next prediction. People are still going to continue to repair and re-repair VXs, but the footage looks super shady on 16K. But yeah, the VX thing is going to continue. That's my prediction. I think you're right. I think carry at Video Electronics will be uh, like some kind of a guru on a mountain that the VX loyalists will uh, visit with their uh, sad VXs that need you know new ribbon cables or something, and they'll have to make a pilgrimage. Uh, to where is, it, where is he in like Connecticut or something? Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've heard of video electronics before. I know that's where everyone sends their VXs in. But that's the guy. It's just one guy. I think so. One I'm guy. Pretty sure his name is Carrie. How uh, old is one he? One guy in the whole world that knows how to fix the VX one thousand. Yeah, I mean, hopefully he's got an apprentice. He, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like he either needs to write on having an apprenticeship. Maybe uh, he could become a YouTuber and do YouTube. Uh, <laughs> YouTube instructionals, but it they would all be everybody off because they're all in HD. <laughs> yeah, but, nobody would be able to repair their VXs because he filmed the tutorials on a VX, and it just looks so <laughs> shitty. You don't, you can't see which screw he's unscrewing. I think that's a very possible uh, prediction. I mean, like when after uh, cities gets flooded, the cities get flooded in Utopia. I think Porter Snacks wrote some of this. Like people are still gonna be like huddle, huddle around. Uh, trash can fire with a vcr and like a cathode ray tube tv like still watching the videos like 
each an exposure or whatever. Yeah, relics of a better time. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I would throw out there if we do reach critical VX mass when they just become too scarce, like maybe the true believers in like three chip nirvana will revive the Canon GL1, which was like, I don't know if oh. you guys remember. I, I, that, Templeton sounds like he remembers. That is blasphemy. Well, I, I'm just saying, man, it, it was like the, you know, third cousin to the VX1000, but there's, I, you know, spending my time well as I may be, I think uh, they're, they're pretty, I mean, relative to the VX1000, the Canon GL1 is very easy to come up on nowadays, but... uh you're gonna have to, you know, want shitty sound. Now I'm comparing this to a 25 year old camera. Shitty sound, extra washed out colors, just like ridiculousness. So yeah, so sorry to sorry to piss you off, Templeton. That's all right. I I think if the VX, uh, you know, is no longer available, people will look to like the TRV 900 or like the VX 2000 or something. I kind of like the idea of actually just stepping back through Sony cameras. So the TRV 900 is the next, and then what even came before that? Well, the, actually, the TRV 900 came out after the VX 1000. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter. I think. Well, the TRV 900 is is like a totally different like form factor. It's more like a camcorder type camera with like yeah. a screen that flips out on the side. That was my okay. first three chip mini DV camera. So I've got a soft spot for the TRV 900. Looking it up. Oh yeah. Kind of sick looking. I think it's an underrated aspect of the VX1000 that it's a super sick looking camera. I think that's like part of the appeal, you know? Like when you would see somebody with a VX1000 at the skate spot, you're just like, oh shit, that guy's like pro or like rich. <laughs> well, that, that camera with the, with the death lens on it is like futuristic and cool looking, kind of looks like a weapon. No, yeah. yeah. It looks, that, yep. Especially with the Deathlands. Yeah. Ooh, Templeton, prediction time. All right. Um, this one, I think, is going to be... Uh, this is a nearer, nearer future prediction, but I think every town will have at least three spots that's just a waxed-up hole in the ground. You know, it's, uh, we're seeing it in skate videos now where people are, like, skating or waxing up just the side of a planter that's in the, uh, you know, just level with the ground there's like circle ones that people are skating now so i think that every town is just going to have at least three of those which is great but also kind of silly pretty yeah, simple there's, prediction there's already one here i think i've seen footage of it here in richmond but i think you could probably take that prediction one step further and say people will begin cutting down trees oh man to, to create these pots or make them easier to skate Totally. I back I back like, that prediction. I'm also wondering yeah. which company is gonna make like a little like infantry shovel for for getting deep around the edge. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, you gotta uh, you gotta landscape it a little bit. Yeah, that seems like a scumco and sons. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Or like a really small chainsaw that Dang. you can fit in your backpack or whatever. <laughs> That's hilarious. But uh. Yeah, I like to get old or whatever. You're bummed out about not being able to jump on ledges like you used to. You don't even have to jump on ledges anymore. You know what I mean? If anything, you're jumping down inch or two. So yeah. Shit, maybe that's the next. Uh, the next phase will be lower le- like <laughs> yeah. subterranean uh, ledges. Yeah, I do think the uh, the yeah the planter outline or the skating sidewalks. 
however you want to define it. It is a cool like bit of progression where it's like, oh, we've got these forms and they're cool and they're curved a lot of times and like they're right there for the taking in a lot of places that people don't seem like they want to hassle you. So it's cool progression. I'd like uh, find one in the Twin Cities guys. Yeah, I've been keeping my eyes out around Portland for one or a, a, a spot ripe for that. Hit um, me with a pin if you've got one. Drop. <laughs> and then the next thing is going to be people knobbing these things like you know what i mean so, and then, <laughs> like the side like putting skate stoppers on you know what i mean because if, if this shit's out in your place of business i guess right people but skate stopping well. if I, dude actually that fucking happened here already now that i think about it at the skate park i'm gonna Explain. have to so there's this skate park um at, at a new city park which the city park would be a really sick skate skate park there's like a three block there would be like sick ledges but they you know knobbed it <clears throat> and there's like kind of like round planter boxes in the ground you know like or just yeah, like yeah. hardscaping and one of those that's near the skate park and the skate park is it's not fenced in and it's level with the rest of the park so like when you're waiting to go you're just like on the sidewalk as part of the park so one of the curves in the sidewalk was getting skated and they knobbed it. <laughs> so they knobbed the flat. Did they knob the flat in the parking lot as well? No, just this little curve. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, you know, the future is now. It's like the most parks and rec department thing. Just just having, yeah, experience as a one-time community newspaper, city hall reporter. That's so parks and recreation. It's awesome. So city. Yeah, I have a fantasy of going and taking all the skate stoppers off the ledges and putting them on the skate park. Wow. That would be pretty funny. That's almost like a episode. Not like, like they have to. Yeah. <laughs> People are mad because they not. <laughs> you, know, you, you have to tweet out like a photo of that next time you're in the vicinity. Yeah, I'm going to have to try and track. I feel like I. it seems like something I would take a photo of. So it's probably uh, somewhere on my phone. If not, I might make a special trip to find that this weekend. Mike, any more predictions? You know, I want to I wanna grab one that I think you wrote down, Templeton, just because it resonates so much with me. Quote, everyone finally realizes that hippie jump flip tricks suck. And I have a theory as to why, like, people do them in the first place. It's because Mark Gonzalez, like, invented it with the, what, the kickflip through? Yep. Was that the Kilty McBag pipes, or was that just the, the Ollie kick through? I don't know. Basically, Gons started it, gave it fake legitimacy, and now we got dudes like it's always like a 360 flip or yeah, yeah I don't know. 360 flip is the worst because it's like basically you're just doing a really bad 360 flip that's not popped, and then you're like really far away from your board. Exactly. I think uh, who did that first? Was it like Rich Adler in Static One or something? I don't think Rich Adler was in Static One because that's kind of a perfect video. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh Rich adler. Rich adler definitely did uh some some 360 flip hippie jumps as yeah. did jamie thomas and a lot of other people so like i'll play devil's advocate momentarily and just say there's kind of that like first to do it okay this can be done aspect of it like but i mean adler, i think adler was a handrail it was the one of the stack videos yeah i can picture it for sure um 
But yeah, if we're going into like a third decade of doing those tricks, we just kind of have to recognize that, yeah, you're basically way far away from your board. You're falling onto it. Usually the ground catches it before you do. I hate to say it, maybe we can replace it with those like land and no comply tricks for a little while, get it all out of our system and just come 2030, move on. Yeah, I mean, it's like with any trend, like people start to juice it too hard and it gets played out like the manuals out of ledge tricks. Oof. Another uh, deal breaker. All right, Jason, do you have a final uh, prediction? Yeah, some Sodi predictions for upcoming decade. I think Cater's going to get one. I think Tiago's going to get one. Oof. He has to at some point. It's like undeniable. Or maybe it is deniable. I don't know. I don't know if New Balance could, uh, if they have the budget for a lavish Sodi trip. <laughs> it's not but about the Sodi trip, it's about the campaign. Can they afford the campaign? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like everyone knows he's the best. It's like Busenitz a while ago. Busenitz is still one of the best anyway. But anyway, so yeah, I think Cater's going to get one. I think Tiago's going to get one. And at least two skaters from the fucking awesome hockey camp are going to get one. Don't know who. Might be uh, KB. Might be Tyshawn again. Might be some new handicapping. I could definitely see uh, Tyshawn repeat and KB definitely has what it takes to be Sodi. Um, just needs to kind of get that motivation and make it happen. Templeton, you got one more? One final prediction. Um, which one to do? Oh, I predict that in the next decade, the technology will merge that will allow us to identify skaters in videos even without titles. Hey, Siri, who is... <laughs> <laughs> my computer just siried me <laughs> hey siri who's skating right now shit mine just did too <laughs> so it's gonna be like through a uh, facial recognition technology pretty much maybe uh thrasher after getting bought out by tech bros will develop a <laughs> a steez identification technology steez uh, print yeah everyone's steez is uh unique and identifiable by an algorithm. I like the idea of like your smart TV. It's like closed captions. Steez print. Turn it on. You get the little like name in the brackets. Yeah. You can just press a button or ask Alexa or Google or whoever. And yeah, you'll never have to wonder again. Which it's going to be crazy us, finding out who those GX1000 dudes are. I feel like that's going to be the, the hardest test for the algorithm to figure out who those guys are. It's going to be able to read stains on Oh, days. yeah. <laughs> it's like they all kind of look the same they're wearing hoodies can't see their face blah 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 so, yeah that's gonna be tough it's gonna take some tech bros to really spark this because yeah i don't know i don't know if us skaters alone have the juice to to get over that hump yeah it's all tech bros that's gonna make it happen but i think yeah in the next decade uh this technology will exist your c your steez print will be <laughs> uploaded to the cloud yeah and like i said i think it's something that we'll all be stoked on which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Jason, what are you stoked on this week? Well, uh, another prediction is I predict that Venture Trucks will continue to be the number one truck brand out. So, as always, I'm stoked on them. Uh, also still stoked on mainstream entertainment. I watched the movie Hobbs and Shaw over the weekend. It was sick. I got to go back and watch all nine Fast and Furious movies that I missed. So I think... I think I only saw the first two. Hobbs and Shaw is Fast and Furious Continuum. 
They, yeah, they, yeah, they threw me with the name. Okay. Yeah, it's in the Fast and Nice. Yeah, mainstream entertainment, action films. Also, uh, one of the most underrated dudes out, Tom Snape from Down Under. Uh, someone put together like a re-edit of a bunch of his old footage. And it's called like, if you look it up on YouTube, it's like Tom Snape throwback mega mix or something. So yeah, he definitely rips. Definitely one of my favorite skaters. And by the time this episode goes live, preemptively stoked on the new Adidas video too. For sure. It's going to be a barn burner, as they say on the bunt. <laughs> Mike, what are you stoked on? I am stoked on uh, Twin Cities local. Davis Torgerson had a part in the new New Balance video, String Theory. Uh, always stoked to see Davis skating. He's one of the, the best dudes to come out of here. More specifically, I'm stoked on... Uh, he did a trick, a line, whatever you want to call it, at the former Pillsbury building in downtown Minneapolis. It was either last summer or the summer before they inexplicably, well, sort of explicably dropped some new granite benches in front of the building. I think they were trying to make sure nobody could, like, drive their car in. But, yeah, they showed up. They weren't skate-stopped, and it was, you know, four or five. I think it's four, like, evenly spaced nine foot long granite benches and um kind of a big proponent of the idea that like certain spots just call for certain tricks like within the rhythms or like the collective memory of skateboarding and so um if you're watching davis's part again you'll notice he does like a ollie up hop 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 to back lip on these benches it's kind of like a keith huffenagle move but um I think you can definitely credit Huff for like whenever you see a, a series of benches, like that's kind of what you want to see. So stoked on stoked on the Davis part, stoked that he got the clip that like I'd want to see on these benches that were promptly skate stopped and to be real, like it's it's gnarly, you know, it's a legit spot with big gaps in between. So he did it super well. Ooh, and I have one bonus prediction, two words, Phelps hologram. Templeton, what are you stoked on this week? Uh, this week, uh, I'm stoked on skate stuff. The new Rowan Davis part that's on Jenkum. He's a kid from Newcastle, Australia, and the whole part is filmed in Newcastle at spots that you've never seen that look super cool. Uh, he looks super cool on a board. He's got kind of an aggressive style with good pop. Highly recommend this clip. Uh, link to it in the show notes, obviously, or you can just go straight to Jenkum and find it. Uh, also, late breaking news on the day of recording, but uh, I just found out that Jamal Smith just went pro for Palace, and he's kind of like a skate Twitter homie. Uh, so, yeah, always shout out to that see, guy. Yeah, always stoked to see people from skate Twitter uh, doing well in skateboarding. So, stoked on Jamal Smith going pro. <clears throat> um, real quick, one more bonus bonus prediction. I'll keep it short, of course. Between Rowan Davis, Tom Snape, passport video, I think we could see like Australia being super, uh, yeah, influential in the coming decade. I feel like Australian skateboarding might be coming into a moment. Yeah, I mean, I was watching. Uh, well, after that time, the next video, you know, came up. It was some other dude or whatever. And it's like, Australia just looks sick. Like I don't know, it's not as like sterile as China, but it still looks kind of different. And the shit you see in, you know, same places you see in Europe or whatever. So, yeah, definitely psyched on uh, Australia footage. Yeah, I think Australia could, uh, yeah, really be a, a hotbed of skateboarding. 
their proximity to China and the skateboard factories could, you know, make them uh, more competitive globally. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, for more finance, uh, the finance angle uh, to keep with the theme of the episode. Yeah, I, th- I think Australia is, um, yeah, one to watch. And with that, we're at the end of our show for this week, this year, and this decade. Uh, be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links and other show notes. Until then, you can keep with us, keep up with us online. Uh, we'll probably have a new show like the second week of January. So we'll see you guys then. Uh, Mike, where can the people find you online? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at mmunzenrider. Uh, Jason, where are you at? On Instagram at Frozen Carbonate, on the Twitter at Carbonate1994, and writing stuff for Corsex.com. Got some stuff on deck for 2020 already, so uh, check for that in the new year. Nice. Templeton, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding and on Twitter at Mostly Skate. See you guys in the new year. 